welcome to 44 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name is Becky and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually attending, actually stashed, an update on knit-alongs and giveaways, and a review. Okay guys, so I am super bummed because I recorded the entire podcast and then when I went to play it back, the whole thing was kind of a garbled mess and I'm not even sure what happened. So hopefully take two will go a little bit better. But I have a finished object this week that I'm very excited to tell you guys about. It is my shawl hoodie cardigan. So this was the last of the projects that I was using with the Knit Nosh yarns. I do still plan to knit a dazzle hat. Um, but I was working on the shawl hoodie cardigan by Suzanne Summer and using People Who Fields in Sangria, which is a pink, and Nevermore, which is a beautiful purple. And then the third color that I used was uh, Mavelin Tosh, Tosh Light, Twist Light? I don't recall. Um, but anyways, in the Moonstone colorway. And uh, that was leftovers from the yarn I had used on my breathing space. So it's a super cute sweater, um, very similar in construction to the shawl shrug, which I knit from uh, some Nerdstring DK in several colors, and I've been wearing that sweater quite a bit. This one is a little bit different. It's a fingering weight sweater. Um, it's cropped in style, um, so like the waist to armpit underarm measurement is only about 14 inches and I like the sweater quite a lot it fits quite nicely it's very very cute um, the one thing that I would change if I were to knit it again um, is uh, the way that I knit it I would, I would use two colors so I use three colors which is what the pattern calls for and um, if I had it to do again I would do one color for um, the body of the sweater and honestly I would do the lighter of the two colors so the way that I knit it I did pink on the sleeves and I love the way that looks and then gray for the body and then at the bottom there is a large band of reverse stockinette um, which I knit in Nevermore which is the purple and I love the color but I feel like the way that it's set up it makes me look very short-waisted um, and I am not a tall girl to begin with I tend to be very naturally short-waisted and just um, with the fronts shut does not do me any favors. Now, if I wear it with the fronts open, um, it fits quite nicely. It looks very cute. And so I won't have any trouble wearing it. But once I wrap the fronts, it just sort of it just sort of is not as flattering. And I think if it was one color, had I done the sleeves, particularly in the purple and then the whole body in the pink, I think that would have been more flattering on me personally um, than the color combination that I that I went with. So that is certainly a lesson learned for me, but it's it's super cute. For, for me here in Colorado, it will definitely be um, a year-round kind of sweater. You know, I will wear it a lot this fall. I could wear it if I wanted to under my winter coat because it's fingering weight, so it's not bulky. Um, I'll definitely get a lot of use out of it in the spring. And in the summer, I, I do spend a lot of time in the mountains. There's always time where you think, you know, you need a, just a light layer, and this will be the perfect sweater for that. So it's um, elbow-length sleeves, which is super cute and comfortable. Um, and I'm really very happy with how the project turned out. I loved the yarn, um, and I really enjoyed knitting with Sherry's yarn. That's the first 
project that I had knit with her stuff and I was very, very excited about it. So that is it for finished objects this time through. Actually working. I have some really fun stuff on my needles right now, you guys, one of which I really thought I would have finished before I recorded the episode, but it, it didn't work out that way. But I cast on, when I finished all of the knit nosh knitting, I gave myself permission to cast on a few fun new things that I had been thinking about. So the first thing was um, a boneyard shawl by Stephen West. And so this is a, I think it was a pretty early on, honestly, Stephen West pattern. Beautiful triangular shawl. And I am knitting this with some yarn that I bought myself at Yarnfest. So the yarn is um, Yoth, which stands for Yarn on the House. Um, and it's one of their puppies sets. So the Yoth puppies, my understanding is these are the only yarns of theirs that are hand dyed. The rest of them are more in industrial dyed or dyed in large batches. I'm not sure how you would describe that, but uh, the puppies are hand dyed and they come on a dowel in little cakes. So it was like 400 ish yards total, maybe 450 yards total on the thing, but four little cakes of a gradient. Um, and when I was at Yarn Fest, this was my on my must purchase list, right? My the things I really wanted from um, the event. And the hardest thing was just picking out a color. So I went back and forth between a beautiful blue and a beautiful pink. And I ended up getting the blue and I'm really happy with it. It starts out with a really nice um, kind of cornflower denimy blue. It reminds me very much of um, the Nerdstring Color 7s that I knit on the Shawl Shrug. Um, and then it just gradiates, if that's a word. But the, the gradient runs from that denimy, cornflowery blue all the way up to a very, very pale, light blue. Um, and then I wanted the shawl to be on the larger size, and the pattern called for 650-ish yards of yarn. So I picked up a beautiful um, light gray, and these are all in the Yoth Mother base, which is their DK MCN Merino Cashmere Nylon. Um, the worsted waste, the worsted base is called Father, and there's like little brother, little sister. Um, so I got some gray in the same base, and I think that's really nice. So the way that the pattern shows up, you know, it's written, it's a free pattern, it's written pretty casually, like. You do stock and end, and then you have these um, rows of reverse stock and end, I guess you'd call it. It's not really a garter because it's only one row. Um, and in the pattern, it actually has 12 bands of that, um, followed by a garter band and then a and then a bind off. And I'm on my 13th row right now. The rows are getting very long, um, but I wanted there to be a bit of this gray before the bind off. So um, I'm getting close. The rows are long, and so at the beginning I was like flying through it. It is flying less right now. I spent the weekend in the mountains with a couple of girlfriends. We had a girls' weekend. One of my very best friends from high school was recently diagnosed with breast cancer. She just finished her radiation treatment, so another friend and I um, flew her out for the weekend, and I thought I would be knitting more than I was. I knit on Friday night before they came up, um, I, on Sunday night, after they had gone to bed, I stayed up and wove in the ends on the um, the shawl hoodie because I wanted to wear it on Monday, but that was really it. There wasn't, although one of my friends did most of the driving, there just wasn't a lot of opportunity 
where it felt like the right thing to do. So I didn't, um, I didn't break up my knitting all that often over the weekend. So my hope is that I'll have this done pretty quickly here. Um, we have some cooler weather coming in later this week and there was even like a freeze warning overnight tonight. So this is a nice, like I said, I knit it to be pretty large. It's a nice DK weight shawl. So I think it's going to be super cozy. I think it's going to match really nicely with jeans just based on the colors that I picked. So I think I'm going to be able to wear it a lot. And I was the first time I recorded the episode, I was talking about um, the fact that, you know, it'll feel like a nice luxury because I really could see myself wrapping up in this a lot. Um, and because I work from home, I spend a lot of my day in yoga pants. So I'll have my, my squishy MCN shawl um, to keep me cozy in my yoga pants in my office all winter long. So I'm very excited about this one and I, I hope to finish it up pretty quickly so that I can start wearing it. My goal would, was to, I don't know, finish it in the next couple of days so that I could get it blocked and be wearing it maybe by the weekend. So we'll see. We'll see if I stay on track for that. Um, and then the next one is um, a fingering weight sweater. So I, I knit on, I cast on two fingering weight sweaters, the first of which is called Ravello. And this is a very simple um, striped raglan pullover. I'm going to use some hedgehog fibers that I bought at Fancy Tiger during Yarn Along the Rockies. And then also the hand-dyed yarn that I did after the Sarah Air Craftsy class called Professional Yarn Dyeing at Home, which is in a colorway called Phoenix Butterfly, which is a really electric um, kind of corally color, very pink with hints of orange, and it's beautiful. And I feel like this is the perfect sweater to really make that pop. The hedgehog will be the the yoke of the sweater, and then you do some stripes, and then the, the hot pink will be most of the body of the sweater, most of the sleeves, um, and I think it's really going to highlight both of those yarns very nicely. The hedgehog is just a white base with some speckles, but a couple of the speckles feel like they're very, very close to the exact color, um, and then there's some black and some blue, so I think it's going to look super cute, and I'm very, very excited about it. I can see myself wearing this sweater the finished sweater a ton because I think it's going to be really comfortable um, and also just adorable. So the second thing that I cast on um, this week was True Friend, which is a pattern by Vera Valimaki from Interpretations 2. So I know I had done a review when Interpretations 3 came out. I hadn't purchased Interpretations 2. Um, I had purchased one of the individual patterns because the True cardigan that I worked on quite a bit this year was um, part of that collection. But Interpretations is a collaboration between Vera Valimaki and Hovi Locatelli where they pick six words and then they knit something, you know, based on inspiration that comes from that word. So True Friend is a fingering weight pullover and uh, knitting it in three colors. The pattern calls for two. So it's funny because the first one, the pattern calls for three and I'm knitting it in two. The second one calls for two, I'm knitting it in three, but I think it's going to be okay. So I have three beautiful yarns. I have some sunshine yarns in a solid turquoise that I bought at Fingerplay Studio during Yarn Along the Rockies. I have some yarn ink yarn that is a gray with speckles, um, some turquoise, of course, and some purple, and it's really pretty. Um, 
that I will use for one set of the stripes. So those will be actually the two sets of stripes, those two colors. And then I have some Handmade and Fine Casbah, which is their Merino Cashmere Nylon Blend um, that's a variegated turquoise and gray. And my husband gave me that for Christmas. And so I feel like the three of them will play really nicely. So the way that the sweater is constructed, there's a rectangular panel in the front and the back that's a solid color. In this case, it'll be variegated, but it's one yarn. And then I think I have to pick up and knit around that um, in stripes. And so the, the two other colors will be the stripes. And then um, based on how much yardage I have left, I will figure out from there the sleeves and also kind of the hem of the sweater. But it's really cute. Um, both of these are very simple knitting right now. The section of this one that I'm on is mostly stockinette. So I can just knit back and forth in stockinette. Um, and I have some travel coming up and some things like that. And things are still quite crazy at work for me um, for the rest of October. So that stockinette knitting um, is very soothing. So I feel like this one is nice because it's a really interesting construction without, so far at least, being difficult knitting. It's very simple to knit. Um, but it's it's very um, interesting in terms of how the sweater is constructed. So I'm excited about that one. It's going to be beautiful. You know, the yarns that I picked are really gorgeous, and I'm very, very excited about them. So that one will be pretty good. And then the last thing that's on my needles um, and will be for the foreseeable future is my um, scoreboard scarf for the scoreboard cowl. And um, I am knitting mine for the Broncos. So they are 4-0 at this point, which is exciting. They won big on Sunday. I did not watch the game on Sunday, so I am one game behind. But um, this time I am not knitting one round per point. I'm knitting two rounds for a touchdown and one for a field goal and two rounds of gray in between. And so blue for the Broncos, orange for their opponents, which is the opposite of what we did last year. And um, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's turning out really cute and Jack's excited about it, and it's kind of our little superstitious um, ritual while we watch the games is that I sit and, and knit his um, scarf. So we're excited about that. And that's it for things on my needles this time around. Actually attending, I have two very exciting things coming up in terms of events that I will be attending. The first of which is just a, like 10 days away at this point, and I'm very excited. Um, and that is Rhinebeck. So I will be attending... Uh, Rhinebeck, also known as the New York Sheep and Wool Festival in Rhinebeck, New York. Um, I will be there on Saturday, October the 15th. Um, so it runs, I think, Thursday through Sunday. I will only be at the festival on Saturday. I'm not taking any classes. I'm just going for the experience in the marketplace and all of those things. Um, my husband and I are also talking about going up Friday night for Indian Tangled. So Indian Tangled is a um, market event that happens the night before. And I think in some cases, it's people who are not doing the festival themselves. Although there are definitely people um, on the list that I saw that I think are doing both. So I think they're doing Indian Tangled and the regular Sheep and Wolf Festival because I saw Bijou Basin on that list and I saw um, Gail's Art on the list for Indian Tangled. So I had sort of been feeling like maybe uh, asking my husband to tag along just on Saturday was more than enough to ask of him. <laughs> and um, instead, 
I brought it up tonight and he said, well, you know, it's not that far of a drive. And so if you want to go on Friday night too, maybe we could. So my hope is that maybe we will end up doing both. If not, I will, I will only be there on Saturday. Um, cause going to the festival is definitely my priority. Um, and so, yeah, I can't wait. I'm very excited. Then the other thing that just came together today is, um, I had been, trying to put together a plan so that I could get to Stitches West. So Stitches West is at the end of February. This year, I believe it's the 23rd to the 26th of February. And it always overlaps my major work conference um, for the year. But they've moved my major work conference um, out to March. So I knew that the dates were no longer going to be a problem. And I had um, a couple of things going for me. I try to always fly Southwest Airlines when I have to fly for work or whatever because um, the miles that I earn on work trips are mine to keep. Um, and the last time I looked, I kind of felt like, well, I have this trip to Rhinebeck where I'm flying Southwest. So I thought I would be able to um, use those. That would get me to enough points where I would have enough for the trip. And then Southwest was having a huge sale today, like a 72-hour sale. And sure enough, with that going on, I already had enough points to book myself um, the plane ticket. So that's kind of the major expense. And then the second big thing would be a hotel. And I had a credit card, like an airline credit card that I had been using because I wanted to use credit card miles for our trip to Hawaii. And um, then I flew a different airline <laughs> for Hawaii. So suddenly I had all these miles on this card and... Um, it turns out that you can use them for hotels. So the kids and I are going to use it later in the month. We're going to go up and spend a weekend in Vail. Um, and so I had I had miles left over or points left over on that that I knew I could use to get a hotel. So I got a really nice hotel um, like seven minutes away from the Santa Clara Convention Center. And I am booked. I am going to Stitches West. So I'll only be there Friday during the day and Saturday you know, until early afternoon. I've been told that you could spend the whole weekend and not get through the whole marketplace. So I'm prepared for that. Um, and I'm not sure I'll be there. I know they do like a podcaster meetup, but I feel like maybe that's on the Saturday night and I am flying home on Saturday evening. So I probably won't be at that, but I'm just very excited to get the chance to um, experience that because it's been on my list for a long time. And like I said, logistically, I've just never been able to work it out before. So very excited. Um, and I, uh, that gives me something to look forward to. Which brings me to actually Stash. So I wanted to talk about Stash a little bit. Um, I am still on a no Stash till Rhinebeck kick. Um, and I am definitely, I think like people talk about this all the time. Like what, you know, how people feel about their Stash. Um, I have very warm feelings about my stash. My stash is large, and I feel like that's okay because knitting is my favorite hobby. It's really my main hobby at this point. I like to do a lot of other crafty things, but I I don't get to do them as often as I, you know, I knit every day, pretty much every day. Um, and I think lately I've been doing a very good job of using my stash and finding ways to use my stash as it comes in. So I'm not I'm not doing a terribly large amount of accumulating yarn. I'm buying yarn and then I'm knitting that yarn. And so I knit all that knit notch yarn, which was fantastic and fun. And I've knit, I think, everything I bought at Yarn Fest except for, um, except for 
the Western Sky Knits um, skein that I bought and just don't quite have the right plan for that yet, but I know that that plan will come together and I will knit that fairly soon. Um, I think I've knit, I think I've cast on to knit just about everything I bought at Yarn Along the Rockies. The one exception I think is Twisted Owl fiber that I bought, and that's a bulky, so that'll be something quick, maybe a hat or something. And the, um, the other one? Oh, the Neighborhood Fiber Company Gradient that I bought. I have not cast on yet. But again, that was just, you know, six weeks ago or something. So I've done a pretty good job of, of making plans and working through that yarn. The one change I've made in my purchasing habits is I do very much love the Madeline Tosh uh, Magnolia Society Sweater Club. But that is one where I feel like I buy them and I love them and they go into my stash. And now I have kind of too many um, sweater quantities. And every time one comes, I'm like, Ooh, shiny. I love it. And then like I was, I did the club this, I guess it was the spring club or this, cause I think I got the first one in April and I got three sweater quantities worth of yarn and I haven't broken into any of them yet. So it's time to take a break from that one. Um, I feel very warmly towards my stash cause I do work in, in a rather volatile corporate environment. And there's always sort of the very real possibility that I'm going to end up on a, a not self-imposed yarn diet. So my plans for the rest of, you know, maybe the next six months or so are really to save my yarn purchases for things that are special and will enhance my stash and, and things that I will purchase at these events. So um, I certainly have a budget for myself for Rhinebeck of things, and I kind of have a list in my head of things I want. I definitely want a Gail's Art sock blank if I can get my hands on one. I want a shawl pin because um, I have started to wear some shawls and I have a couple of them that I think would do better with a pin. I have a shawl like stick sort of thing, but it it's not quite what I want. I want something pretty. So um, I'll be on the lookout for one of those. And then I'm, I'm not planning to buy myself any yarn for the rest of the year, although going to have to come up with some sort of secret signal for my husband when we're yeah, riding back in case there's something I love but I don't plan to buy. Um, and he's usually pretty great about buying me some yarn for Christmas. Um, a lot of times what I do is I put out a wish list on um, Eat, Sleep, Knit, and then he picks from there. I think that Loopy U does that as well, and that might actually be easier for him. Although Eat, Sleep, Knit does this great um, Black Friday sale, and so... Sometimes that works out kind of fantastic for him. But uh, then I'm, I'm going to try not to buy anything else until stitches. So unless something really comes up that I just must have or that I have a special project in mind for, I'm going to try to really restrict my purchases to um, things relating to these, these great events that I get to go to. So that's my plan. We'll see how I do. Okay, guys, next up is time for an update on knit alongs and giveaways. So there's a bunch of fun stuff going on in the Ravelry group that you guys should definitely, definitely check out. Um, the first of which is the Knit Nosh Along. So um, as you guys know, if you've listened before, the sponsors for Knit Nosh all provide yarn to give away for um, prizes for the Knit Nosh Along. And there's lots of ways that you can participate. If you came to Knit Nosh, you can knit with your samples from the event. Um, you can knit really any project, including a work in progress, with um, any of the sponsor yarns. So that's MJ Yarns, Nerd, Skeindalus, 
and people in fields. Um, you could knit something and use your Knit Nosh project bag. You could use your modular modular project bag. So the rules are all well documented in the Ravelry group. And I hope that you guys will jump in and participate and um, show me your stuff because I'm very excited to see what everybody does, not just with their samples, but with the yarn that they purchased or, you know, yarn they've gotten from our sponsors along the way. So let's show some love to Team Knit Nosh. Uh, the next thing that is going on in the group, and I think it's through November the 1st. I'm not exactly sure what I put as the closing day, so you might want to go out and check this one out in the Ravelry group. But Greg um, from the Unraveling podcast has published a beautiful new shawl called the Amplitude Shawl, and he gifted a copy of the pattern to me, um, which was very generous of him. Thank you, Greg. And uh, also gifted a copy of the pattern for me to give away to one of you guys. So I have a thread started in the Ravelry group um, and all you have to do to enter to win is tell me what colorway you would choose for your amplitude shawl. So let me know what you guys would do and um, I will draw a winner um, in a couple of weeks from a random number generator. But thank you Greg for the generous offer of the shawl both for me and for the listeners. Um, and then the last one that I'm pretty excited about that I tossed out last time and I opened a thread in the Ravelry group and it seems like there's definitely some interest is an ornament along. So this one will be very low key. I don't think that we'll do prizes unless there's anybody out there who wants to offer up a prize um, for anybody that wants to knit ornaments. But I am planning to knit some ornaments for gifts this year. So I have a couple of things. The first is, I don't think any of my immediate family listens to the podcast, but my husband and I went to this cool thing up in Fort Collins a couple weeks weekends ago this, that I had heard about from a couple of girls I know from Knit Nosh, and they had gone to this place called Vintages where you um, taste wine and you learn about wine, and then you can blend your own wine. And then three weeks later, unless you've got um, European grapes, Three weeks later, you go back and you can bottle it. You can do your own custom labels. And um, I just thought it was super fun. And I thought it would be a really fun thing to give my family as a Christmas gift. I wanted to go with my family as a Christmas gift. But that whole like three week to five month delay thing, um, not everybody lives here. And so I just thought, Ugh, I'm not sure if that would be quite as much fun. So we made wine. We're going to go back beginning of November and bottle our wine and I'm very excited about that so I thought it would be fun to give them each an ornament to go along with it and then also for my son's teachers you know Jackson Middle School now and so there's there's like lots of people that you need to do gifts for and I found these cute things we went to Denver and did the Hammond's um, candy factory tour back um, I don't know a while ago and um, one of the things that they had there were these cute little hot chocolate kits with like fancy marshmallows and these like hot chocolate spoon things that you put either in hot milk or hot water and it turns it into hot chocolate and I thought those were adorable so um I think everybody's going to get one of those um and an ornament and the ornament that I'm planning to do for both of those things is um something from the Victorian Yuletide pattern by Jen Sheelan so I bought the pattern the other day there's um, two versions. I only bought one so far, but they each have um, three ornaments, I think. So it's a really good value in terms of that. And you could knit yourself 
a whole little set of ornaments and they would be adorable. Um, so I'm definitely going to do some of those. I had bought some of those clear plastic ornaments at Michael's um, last year after the holiday on clearance. So I'm all set. I have some nitpicks shimmer stroll in um, like bare so it'll just be like a you know an off-white with the sparkle and I think that's going to look really pretty so I'm very excited about those the other ones I'm real excited about are there's a couple of tin can knit things um one that make would make a great use of scraps because there's a little bit of color work and the other is little bitty socks and I found some that are little bitty sweaters somebody posted um, a link in the Ravelry group to um, it's not a bundle, but like a list of tagged favorites of theirs. Um, so I snagged a bunch of those and put them into my bundle that I had started. Um, and so there's like little stars. Um, there's little hearts. Uh, and there was this really darling um, star garland that I thought was so cute. And I'm definitely going to end up knitting myself one of those for my house. So anyways, if you are thinking about knitting ornaments this holiday season... If you um, are interested in just hopping in and knitting along with me, I think it'll be really fun. Um, and I'm very excited about it. And I will just leave the thread open from now till the holidays and we'll just have some fun with that, you guys. So that's it right now for um, giveaways and knit-alongs. Okay, guys, so the last thing today is I have a review of a beautiful book for you guys. So I had seen this book on Susan B. Anderson's Instagram um, and written away to the publisher, which is Abrams Publishing, and asked for a copy to review. And they very generously sent me this book, plus a couple others, um, for me to review for you. And the name of the book is Nora Gon's Knitted Cable Sourcebook. It says a breakthrough guide to knitting with cables and designing your own. And one of the really cool things about this book is the photography is all by Jared Flood from Brooklyn Tweed. So the collaboration between the two of them I was very excited about. Nora Gon is the um, design director for Barocco Yarns. And so she is um, now a member of the Brooklyn Tweed design team. And she does beautiful work with cables. And so this book really appealed to me. I love cables. Um, and... I was very excited when I got it. So it's a really, really thorough book. Um, really interesting. Starts out with, you know, some basics about reading charts and instructions, the anatomy of a cable symbol so that you can understand that. She's got this really cool thing that she, I guess, created, which she calls the stockinette stitch equivalent system. So that if you had two different cables, so say you had a pattern that you found that you liked, and it had a 40 stitch cable. And then there was a different pattern that you liked and it also had a 40 stitch cable. The measurements of those two things might not end up the same based on how much the cable either pulls it in or um, expands it out. So this way you could, you could plug and play different cables based on the stockinette stitch equivalent, which I think is a really cool concept and a really neat way to use this particular stitch, line, stitch dictionary. Um, so there are 15 patterns for garments in here that use different cables from the book. The book is broken down into um, five different chapters of um, different cable types. So there are 
um, basic cables, which are ropes, braids, and horseshoes, um, things that add breadth, things that are expanding motifs, and then drawing with cables. And so it's really a fun book. There are some beautiful, like I said, beautiful, very elaborate cables. And, and it does kind of start from the simpler ones and work up to very, very, very complex cables. Um, but at the end of each chapter, there are also a couple of patterns designed. So one of my favorites is the super cute sweater. I'm always really fascinated with things that where you can knit a cable horizontally instead of vertically. So she has this beautiful sweater called the sideways pullover where there are five different cables and they do run horizontally across the body. It's got a turtleneck and kind of elbow length sleeves and it's super cute. It would definitely be like a cute layering piece to wear. Um, and I guess the only thing that's tricky about it is it's seam that I'm like looking at this and I can actually, even on the sample, I can see the seam, but it's beautiful. It would be worth the, the complex seaming there. Um, she's got a couple of different hats. There's this beautiful scarf that she literally just calls scarf, but that's one where she does use this stockinette stitch equivalent. So she says, hey, you know, here's a cable that you can use. Um, it's got a stockinette stitch equivalent and um, it's 29 stitches. And so you could, then she points out like three or four different cables that she thinks you could plug in instead of the one she did. Although the one she did is a beautiful kind of waterfall looking cable. Um, and so there's sweaters and hats and scarves. There's a beautiful um, shawl wrap, pon I guess she calls it a wrap poncho. Um, but she shows the model wearing it three different ways, which is always cute. Something that's got, you know, versatility in it like that. So I think, frankly, even just for the 15 patterns, the book is worth the $29.95 list price. But um, really, the, the possibilities are endless with a book like this. So it's just beautiful. It's absolutely worth checking out if you have any interest in design. If you just have interest in um, cables, this book makes me want to just sit down and swatch. Like, I really just want to sit down and knit these swatches. <laughs> Um, so I, I, it gets a wholehearted, um, wholehearted thumbs up from me. I really, really think it's a beautiful book. Again, this is, um, Noragon's Knitted Cable Source Book, given to me generously by Abrams Publishing, and I highly recommend that you guys check it out. Okay, guys, so that's it for this episode. I think I managed to make it through the second time without losing any of the great content from the first round. Um, so thank you very much for hanging out with me today. Thank you guys always for listening. Um, if you are looking for ways to engage with me, um, there is a great and growing Ravelry group um, called Knit Actually Podcast. You can always come on over and introduce yourself there. You can follow me on social media. On Twitter, it's just Knit Actually. Um, on Instagram and Facebook, it's Knit Actually Podcast. The show notes for the show are always at knitactuallypodcast.com. And I have a new email um, for the podcast, which is knitactuallypodcast at gmail.com. So if you're looking to email me directly, that is the way to do it. The other ask that I've been making the last couple of episodes, and I'll just put this out there one more time, is um, if you enjoy the podcast, and I sincerely hope that you do, it would mean a tremendous amount to me if you would be willing to pop over to iTunes and just give me um, a quick 
iTunes review. It doesn't have to be a written review. It could even just be a star review um, if that is what's easiest for you. But it really does help people find the podcast. And the podcast um, listenership is growing all the time. So if you're new, welcome. Um, and if you've been here a long time, thank you. But if you have a moment to um, drop out there and do a quick review, that would mean a lot to me. So thank you guys, as always, for hanging out tonight. And um, in the meantime, until I talk to you next time, happy knitting. <laughs>